welcome to Regeneratively Speaking, a podcast brought to you by the Wake Forest Institute for Regenerative Medicine in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. I'm Katherine Drinkett. And I'm Joshua Huntsberger. In each episode, we bring you interviews with guest researchers and our institute's faculty covering the latest cutting-edge research on regenerative medicine. Our guests today are Joan Shank, who is the Academic Research Program Officer at Wake Forest Institute for Regenerative Medicine, and Cornell University PhD student Daniel Chung. Welcome to both of you. We have a treat for today as we're going to delve into our own training programs in regenerative medicine, where Joan can provide us with a nice overview of what current goals and visions are for WFIRM's program. And Daniel is a recent graduate of our Summer Scholar program, so he can provide some information on his experience, how he learned of this opportunity, what was the program like, and how his research experience at WFIRM impacted his future advanced education and career goals. Why don't we start off with Joan providing some background on WFIRM's training programs. Could you give our listeners an overview of the courses and laboratory training that are available to undergraduates at WFIRM? Sure, sure, thanks. Josh, it's really great to be here um, and uh, really excited about talking about the educational programs here at WFIRM. You know, an integral part of our mission is supporting next generation scientists and clinicians. And uh, WFIRM, since uh, the establishment of the Institute, has really been active in this area and has provided educational opportunities across the levels of learning. And that spans under undergraduate education to postdoctoral as well as a lot of community outreach. But the undergraduate program has really been front and center here at WFIRM. And really the reason for that is you know, we really recognize that undergraduate research is not only an essential component of good teaching, but research with undergraduates is in itself the purest form of teaching. Some of the primary goals of the program include, really the biggest goal is to provide a positive research experience to encourage and challenge undergraduates to grow as scientists and clinicians. And we do this, and Daniel will talk about his experience uh, explicitly, but you know we have 33 core faculty here at WFIRM and 50 adjunct faculty. And, you know, we're affiliated with the School of Medicine, but it really is incredible the commitment that the faculty have here with undergraduate students. They partner with undergraduates during the academic year as well as in the summer. In addition to providing one-on-one -on -one training, they're also provided opportunities to take advantage of uh, many of the special seminars. We have a lot of distinguished uh, visitors here at the Institute. We have a special seminar series that's designed for the undergraduates that can really expose them outside of their individual project, the richness of the field spanning you know, from cells to biomaterials to uh, translation. This is a translational institute. And also really focus on honing their communication skills. So, Daniel, we were wondering if we could start off with you with a little background about yourself and what made you first interested in regenerative medicine. All right. So, so I grew up in Oregon, you know, all the way on the other coast, and I started in computer science, actually, not necessarily regenerative medicine. But over the course of college, actually within the first semester, I actually switched into bioengineering because of my interest. And throughout my entire childhood, like, I've always been ever so slightly interested in the health field. Although that is a little bit broad, I didn't know really, you know, 
how to focus that. But uh, I enjoyed engineering and I enjoyed health-related uh, interests. So the defining moment, really, when I first really got into Virginia Medicine was when I watched these two videos. Uh, one of which was, an, I think, an MIT video with uh, like a heart desolidization and resolidization in a bioreactor, and also Dr. Atala's TED Talk. Uh, and that was actually in my sophomore year that I learned about these sort of um, fields. And I honestly thought that was the coolest thing ever. I never knew about it. Like, I'm an undergraduate at Oregon State, but they didn't have any sort of like, tissue engineering-esque program. So I had to seek everything out myself. But when I saw these two videos, really just piqued my interest. And at that point, I started looking more into regenerative medicine. Great. Okay. Well, Daniel, talk to us about how, I guess, you first heard of WFIRM and why did you decide to participate in the Summer Scholars Program here at WFIRM? Yeah, of course. I first learned about WFIRM by doing an internet search. I think I literally just went on Google and I searched undergraduate research programs and, you know, with some other keywords and I found WFIRM. And first, actually, I would like to thank uh, Tom Shoup and whoever else was on the committee to look through the applications for accepting me because it really made a difference, I would say. <laughs> but I really decided to come here because of the interdisciplinary focus. One, you know, I had my interest, you know, specifically on regenerative medicine. And secondly, it was partnered up with the medical school. So I thought having that connection was crucial. And having that experience also is, uh, is a very nice experience to see how the two really connected. So I was still very new to the field, and I didn't actually know much about it, to be honest. But I wanted to use experience as more like a stepping stone to see not only the potential, but also the variety of research that was available at WFIRM, and, and that was really the key reason why I came to the Institute. So just curious, Daniel, prior uh, to this undergraduate uh, experience at WFIRM, had you previously participated in undergraduate research, and if so, what, what did you do previously? Yeah, so I actually had only one uh, research experience before that, and it was at the end of my sophomore year. So. I talked about a little bit earlier how I switched from computer science to bioengineering. And because of that, I actually didn't have a lot of opportunities to, or I didn't even know about research my first year of uh, in undergrad. But uh, my second year, I actually went to University of Washington as an MGen scholar, and I worked in their bioengineering department. So before then, I didn't have any interest or I didn't know about regenerative medicine. Uh, when I went to UW, uh, University of Washington, or I helped research talk about like biosensors for detecting uh, novel molecules in the human body, uh, specifically uh, human milk lichens, which are just sugar molecules that can potentially serve as a therapeutic for the norovirus. So the norovirus, some people may know, is uh, basically gives you really bad stomach pain, right? And it's actually really bad in the third world where it can actually potentially kill a lot of children under age of five. And using this and identifying these uh, milk lichens can serve as therapeutic by perhaps, you know, for example, mixing it into like a milk powder so that it can bind to this norovirus and inactivate its activity. So I was there for, yeah, 10 weeks over summer. And since that was my first research experience, I didn't know what to expect, but I learned, you know, basic lab technique and just the very basics of like researching. Daniel's really hit upon what is a major goal of the undergraduate research program here at WFIRM, which is because the field is so incredibly multidisciplinary, you know, students such as Daniel find themselves interfacing so 
you know, we attract students from engineering, chemistry, biology, and they're all working in this really multidisciplinary team-like environment in these open cores. So, so as Daniel described, you know, an engineering student will have, you know, direct access to learn more about the interface of biology and vice versa. So, you know, what Daniel has articulated and also ultimately to, you know, expose these undergraduate students to some really challenging areas in the field, move them out of the classroom, working in these really diverse teams to solve, you know, problems that are important to all of us. He is spot on. It is a highly competitive program. This year we received over 300 applications from students across the U.S. Daniel, speak to us about mentors you've had during this program and what projects you worked on specifically. I was under Shai Soker, and specifically for my mentor, uh, it was Zhang Wang. Shai is like, you know, like the PI, and uh, Zhang really was the person who mentored me throughout the entire program. And I would say that it was like the most valuable experience because he uh, gave me a lot of hands-on experience in cell culture and a lot of, I guess, like basic lab techniques that I never had. Uh, so I think his mentorship was crucial because not only was he, you know, hands-on, he really challenged me. Like he gave me a lot of reading. He asked me a lot of questions. And it was really pushing the boundary of uh, the knowledge that I had at that time, which uh, wasn't a whole lot, right, uh, since I was still very new to the field. But the uh, the project that he gave me was actually a cell expansion project. So this is uh, uh, published last year in uh, in a journal. And main goal of my project is really to expand muscle progenitor cells for cell therapy. Because as, as we all know, uh, like if we were to damage like really any sort of tissue, right, we want to try and heal it and regenerate it. And for muscle, like we want to regenerate enough cells so that we can perform cell therapy. Like it's one of the ways to uh, target this problem is to extend these cells in culture, like in vitro. And my project specifically dealt with extending it in vitro and also uh, making sure that these muscle progenitor cells still have their myogenic potential, so the, the potential to differentiate into muscle stem cells. I did, I guess specifically, a lot of cell culture. I did a lot of image analysis, did a lot of IHC or immunohistochemistry to look at like early, mid-stage, and late markers to ensure that after you know, X amount of pathogens, the cells are still viable. And along the way, I actually learned other histological techniques, sectioning techniques, and really just lab techniques, which I thought was very useful in addition to the project. And, and all of that happened over the course of, we're talking several months, correct? Yeah, it's a 10-week program, so, so 10 it's weeks. Pretty, pretty intensive. That is phenomenal. Um, you know, it's impressive hearing Daniel describe his experience, and, and they really are individualized experiences. I'd just like to say, too, that, you know, during the downtime, I was also able to, you know, kind of look around, to talk to the other scholars and see, you know, what they were looking at. And I, and I thought, like, that was also very cool. You know, like, and since the institute is in one building on, what, like, spanning two or three floors, like, it was just nice to, you know, walk up and down the stairs when something's incubating and just, you know, either chat up uh, a fellow scholar or, you know, checking out, like, what they're doing. And also the open floor plan, too, is very, very nice because you can either ask another, not just another scholar, but also, like, another postdoc or another grad student, right, about questions that you have. And I thought that was a very welcoming community. Great. So, Daniel, now you are a Ph.D. student at Cornell. 
Talk to us a little bit about what you're doing there. Have you continued any of the, the projects that you worked on here at WFIRM? And what is your, your current thesis project at Cornell? So I am actually not working on anything muscle-related, but I actually shifted over to the cardiovascular system, which actually I was interested in that anyway. Uh, so I'm currently working on tissue engineering heart valves. And specifically, I'm using 3D printing as a uh, platform to fabricate uh, these tissue engineering heart valves. And within this field, I actually want to study specifically on like mechanical stimulation. So, for example, flow, shear stress, or pressure, stimuli akin to those, on uh, mesenchymal stem cell differentiation uh, towards the valve lineage. And in addition to that, I'm also fabricating like new material for encapsulated stem cells so that they can grow towards this lineage. As a PhD candidate, Daniel, in your opinion, how important was your undergraduate research experience and your time at WFIRM in the Summer Scholars Program? I would say that having an undergraduate research experience is invaluable, and I am learning this more and more because at Cornell, since it is a like a top-tier you know, research institute, like I, am, I actually interact with a lot of undergrads, and they are doing phenomenal work. And I actually wish I had more of that experience back when I was, you know, at Oregon State. But um, at WFIRM really helped me get to that level of thinking. So at WFIRM, you know, I learned a lot of techniques, as I mentioned earlier, and I was exposed to the variety of projects. And I think that although technique is nice to learn, you know, it is one thing, but I think also having an exposure to innovative ideas and cutting-edge research is equally important because research is hard. And researchers also need to take in, like, existing information, uh, which may or may not be discrete, and kind of form new ideas from them. And I would say that WFIRM really gave me the chance to look into what was out there, like, what was available in terms of regenerative medicine and a lot of different fields. You know, although I researched specifically uh, with muscle, and now that I'm working at heart, like, uh, I, I would say a lot of my techniques that I learned here are translatable. We bumped into you once again and at the Termis meeting, and you know there you were with your poster presentation. And while you were in the uh, summer program here, was that the first time you had to present your work, participating in Research Day? You know, as you recall, uh, that's a big component of the program, and also presenting to your team and publications and that that sort of thing. Was was that a first experience for you? Uh, actually, since uh, I was at University of Washington, that was my first experience making, not necessarily a poster, but like an oral presentation. So I guess in that regard, I had a little experience prior to making a poster. But I will say that every experience is a little bit different, and I learned, you know, from previous times uh, what I can improve on. So although this poster presentation wasn't necessarily my first experience, I would say it is again, a key component in research because I think researchers need to articulate their thoughts into a well-sounding conversation. Daniel, I'm wondering if you can talk about how your work here uh, resulted in a publication. Uh, yes, I alluded to that earlier, and you know, I, I was honest, uh, a little bit surprised. I never thought about having a summer project you know, accumulating to a publication, so I thought that was actually really cool. But yeah, so right now it's published in like an open access journal, I was wondering if you have any advice for undergraduates thinking about pursuing a career in regenerative medicine. You know, I have, I have a few key things I want to point out, one of which is to take advantage of the, the undergrads, you know, home institution for research opportunities, if there are any. So at Oregon State, for example, 
I did not have a lot of tissue engineering or regenerative medicine or even bioengineering or slash biomedical engineering as uh, topics. So because of that, uh, it really drove me to search elsewhere, and that's why I went online and did all my uh, searches. So basically, if you don't have any, seek out opportunities yourself or go to a advisor or the research office, which, to be honest, I actually didn't necessarily do. So the research office, I think, at Oregon State is very good. Um, I just didn't really know too much about it, so I didn't really seek that uh, as a venue. But my advisors were helpful. Like they, they gave me a, a couple key, I guess, opportunities or big namers. So, for example, like the Amgen Scholar, which I think several of our other undergrads have participated in. So that was a, I guess, stepping stone. Um, I would also say to undergrads, plan early and look ahead. So although, you know, research is, you know, as a career itself, it might be a long, uh, long-term long goal, like whether or not you want to pursue it or not. But I would say, like, the experience itself is very valuable. Like, it teaches, you know, researchers to think and how to really read and uh, convey the data, you know, to a general audience. And it just helps overall uh, with the... Uh, undergraduate uh, I guess, education and experience and ultimately you know just ask for help don't be afraid of asking hey Daniel I'm wondering you know the field of regmed is so interdisciplinary we have a lot of students when they initially are assigned their mentoring project sometimes they're not as thrilled because they don't immediately see a connection to the skill set that they're building sometimes we you know, match engineering students with biologists, etc. What would your advice or just kind of what are your thoughts about undergraduates and kind of the expectations that they have about the research, the project, and when they come in and they have to, you know, completely be exposed to an entirely different language? I would say, yeah, really, like really having an open mind is a, is a key component. Personally, when I first came here, I was an engineering student and looking at W firm, right, like there's, clearly engineering as projects and, you know, not so engineering as projects. And the one I was doing wasn't necessarily, you know, like I wasn't modeling all these kinetics, right? Uh, it was a lot of tissue culture. And I, I really enjoyed that, to be honest. But for those who aren't looking for something outside their field, I would personally say, you know, keep an open mind, like see where it goes first and have that experience under your belt. But additionally, I, I would say that mentors, and researchers are fairly receptive of the undergrad's input. So although they assign you a project, like if it's something that doesn't match up your interest, I would say ask the mentor to see if he or she can, you know, gear towards something else. But I would also suggest, you know, being upfront about it instead of, you know, beating around the bush because being upfront about it early on is uh, crucial so that, uh, you know, both parties don't lose crucial, you know, research time. I have a question for Joan about another educational opportunity offered here at W Firm. Joan, talk to us a little bit about this year's Regenerative Medicine Essentials course that's happening July 20th through 24th here in Winston-Salem. Maybe give us an overview, talk about some of the course instructors you're really excited about. Great, great, thanks. You know, when we first started chatting today and talked about W Firm's commitment certainly to the undergraduate program, but really being responsive to interests spanning general public to postdoctoral and professional, we introduced the Regenerative Medicine Essentials course. 
the formal title is From the Fundamentals to the Future. That course, uh, which is a one-week course beginning July 20th, is really geared toward professional-level individuals, graduate students, PhDs, clinicians from a myriad of backgrounds, uh, as the field is interdisciplinary, to provide them an immersive experience in all that is involved in, in, this, in this field, which ultimately aims to develop regenerative therapies and, and cures for patients. This is the second time we're offering it. We were really excited last year. We uh, attracted clinicians, students, industry folks who really wanted to learn more about what was involved from across the globe, and uh, we're, we're offering that again this year along with two into-the-lab experiences, one that is gaining a lot of attention, which is the uh, fundamentals of bioprinting, led by Dr. John Jackson, and another workshop on decellularization and recellularization of tissues and organs, and Tom Shoup and a group of other folks are, are leading that workshop. It has eight sessions spanning everything that you can imagine from stem cells to biomaterials to enabling technology so we can, can work at this level, imaging, bioprinting, encapsulation for, for diabetes, gene therapy, cell therapies. We also then move toward, as, as the field is translating, uh, talking about tissue-engineered products, regulatory process and development, commercialization. We have 34 speakers that are participating, a number of whom are from W Firm. We also have leading folks in the field from across the U.S. and internationally with Mahendra Rao, who's the vice president of the New York Stem Cell Foundation, previously at the NIH. Jean Loring, uh, one of our stem cell folks, uh, top list of the year. She's doing a lot with IPS cells from Scripps Research Institute. Just a really terrific lineup, folks that have been pioneers and, you know, David Williams and biomaterials and Buddy Ratner, uh, having been there um, from the very beginning, the University of Washington. Industry leaders, uh, Todd McAllister, CEO and co-founder of Cytograph. Just a really terrific lineup. We're very excited to be offering the course again this year, and, and so we invite our listeners to check out and, and learn more about the course and join us here in Winston-Salem. Well, Joan, <laughs> it sounds like an exciting and comprehensive course. Can listeners go to our website to find out more information and the agenda? Where, where can they look? All the information about the course and the lineup of the distinguished speakers and industry folks and um, are found on our website at wfirm.org. There's a Reg Med Essentials course banner that you can't miss, so click away. Well, thank Thank you, Joan, and thank you, Daniel. Thank you, Daniel and Joan. Thanks. Oh, of course. That's all for this episode. Be sure to listen next time for the latest in regenerative medicine. This podcast is a production of Wake Forest Institute for Regenerative Medicine, part of Wake Forest Baptist Medical Center. For more information, visit our website at www.wfirm.org or follow us on Facebook or Twitter at WFIRM News.